Welcome to Your Strata Property, the podcast for property owners looking for reliable, accurate and bite-sized information from an experienced and authoritative source. To access previous episodes and useful strata tips, go to www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. Hello and welcome. I'm Amanda Farmer and this is Your Strata Property. Karen Stiles is the Executive Officer of the Owners Corporation Network of Australia, the peak body representing owners in residential strata. The OCN's goal is to improve strata living through advocacy, education and empowerment of strata owners and residents. Karen is also a member of the Building Professionals Board, which works to improve the quality of building construction and subdivision in New South Wales by regulating and educating building and subdivision certifiers across New South Wales. Today, I'm delighted to welcome Karen Stiles to discuss with us the big issue of short-term letting in Strata. Welcome, Karen. Hello, Amanda. It's fantastic to be with you. Lovely to have you. Karen, I want to start by asking you if you could tell us a bit about why you think short-term letting is such a critical issue for Strata buildings and owners. Short-term letting, that is letting out the spare bedroom or the entire apartment while you're on holiday, is not a new phenomenon. What is new is the digital platforms that are facilitating the commercialisation of short-term letting. And now we have owners and tenants renting out entire apartments. One person in New South Wales has more than 150 properties that they short-term let. It's this commercialisation that's destructive to communities. I agree completely. And you're talking about things like Airbnb, when you talk about online platforms? Yes, there's myriad platforms now. It's uh, The growth is exponential. And some of our listeners will be strata tenants. They might be owners who are letting out their properties. And I think it's important for them to understand from you and from a strata resident's perspective, what makes a good strata tenant? A good strata tenant is a person or a family who considers their rented home their home Mm. and treats it and their neighbours with respect. There are many great tenants who are an active part of their strata community, their vertical village, if you will, but executive committees rarely think to include them in activities Mm. or projects. They're kind of the forgotten majority in many cases. What a wasted opportunity on two counts. You don't know what talents they may be able to contribute and you've missed a chance to increase a sense of place that leads to more harmonious and happy coexistence. Excellent. Really great points. Do you have any short-term learning stories to share with us, whether they're horror stories or buildings that you've heard about who are successfully dealing with the issue and have managed to find these great tenants that you're talking about? If I tell you this worked out well in the end, then perhaps your listeners won't run screaming. (laughs) When I talk about one Sydney CBD building that had uh, a 1,000 extra people, $450,000 a year in additional admin costs, that's admin and maintenance and water costs, various illegal brothels as a result of short-term letting. The 450000 give or take, is the annual saving that they've been able to make in each of the three years since they've stopped short-term letting, and that is with a decrease in levies of 5% each year for those three years. Wow, decreasing levies. Yeah, so that's an enormous impost on the building and, and the owners paying levies and the tenants paying rent. So true. In simple terms, some owners and tenants were profiting at enormous cost to their law-abiding neighbours. And those 
205 properties out of a building of 384 were not available for rent. So you're driving up rents and then you're causing overcrowding as people have to share limited resources to be able to be anywhere near transport and educational facilities or, or work. Mm. It's a very tangled web we weave when greed comes before people. So true. And I just want to clarify for our listeners, we talk about the term short-term learning very casually and, and we're very familiar with that term as people who are working in the and living in the sector. When I think about short-term learning, I think about tenancies for a period of less than three months. Is that the yes. short-term learning that you're familiar with? Yes. Anything over 90 days, of course, is a residential tenancy, but less than that can be one night or two Definitely. nights. And that's a lot of traffic in your building and a lot of unknown faces. And in that one building I was talking about, it became almost civil war mm. as they wrestled with the problems of this. So you lose all sense of community and community is very important when you're wanting to create a happy home and also create an atmosphere where people are caring for the building and each other. Mm, so true. Great points. What are the most common challenges you've noticed buildings face when it comes to dealing with this problem of short-term letting? Uh, money talks. <laughs> it took a dedicated executive committee something like five years to procure the proxies that they needed to get the building to vote to prohibit short-term letting mm. and then to start the process of removing all the illegal short-term lets. They then approved a bylaw prohibiting short-term lettings in the building and went about the business of beefing up security and surveillance because people get very clever at, at hiding and finding ways around things. Mm -hmm. But is that bylaw legally enforceable? <laughs> Section 49.1 of the Strata Schemes Management Act 1996 says, and I'll quote, no bylaw is capable of operating to prohibit a lease or other dealing relating to a lot. I paraphrase there, but no bylaw is capable of operating to prohibit a lease or other dealing relating to a lot. So just this week, OCN appeared before a parliamentary inquiry and into the adequacy of regulation of short-term holiday letting. Mm. And of course, it's not just holiday, it could be commercial letting in terms of a corporate has an apartment for its people. It's a different thing again. And that inquiry, we called for owners to be given the authority to manage the use of their common property. This law has not changed since 1961. Mm. It was, you know, world-breaking then. But now in 2016, the people who are managing this trillion dollars of the Commonwealth need the authority to manage it, not just responsibilities but power mm. to act. Yeah. You've mentioned bylaws there, uh, and I'm certainly getting asked more and more to draft those kind of bylaws that prohibit short-term letting. But you've also mentioned something quite creative, security and surveillance. I think that's a really important point. A lot of people don't know what's going on in their building, and it's the building managers, mm. it's the security guards who are watching these visitors, these short-term tenants come and go. And unless you've got a high level of surveillance, you've got security cameras perhaps, and you've got building managers and security personnel who are really on the ball, you can miss a lot of this. And yes, it's great to have a bylaw, as you say, mm. if it's enforceable, but how are you going to prove the breach if you haven't got the evidence there to show that people are actually short-term tenants and are in breach of the bylaw? So you really need to have, in my view, those people on board. And I think that's a really good point that you make. Mm, I know that particular building is installed. They've got photographic ID. 
Fabulous. So, and if somebody doesn't match, they just immediately disable the swipe. That's fantastic. So it's expensive, but yet they save 450000 a year. That's it. Really great point. So some of our listeners will be wanting to know what they can do to get started with dealing with short-term letting in their building. What are some quick actions that they can take maybe today straight off to deal with this problem? The two things that come to mind are start a conversation in your building at your next general meeting, in your newsletter, however you're communicating to people, and I strongly encourage people to be communicating, start the conversation about the appropriateness or otherwise of short-term letting in the building. Does that suit your building and its residents or not? Um, Have the conversation so that people are aware of where people stand Mm. on this. You know, it's morally acceptable or morally not or socially acceptable. Mm. And join OCN. Take advantage of the network of people who have vast amounts of experience on all sorts of issues, the day-to-day issues and the bigger issues like this. I mean, one of the lovely things that we were able to share, and again, because of the problem with enforcement that owners' corporations can face, they were having trouble getting rid of the last of the eight illegal brothels Mm. that had come along with short-term letting. And they were saying council couldn't couldn't enforce it, you know, it was very difficult with the, you know, the evidence and it had been a year and they were getting tired. I said, so why don't you put two security guards at the door and tell them nobody will be getting in or out until they are leaving with their bags packed. (laughs) And that's what they did. And a week later, that business closed down and moved out. Mm. Now, that was creative thinking. They shouldn't have been so disempowered. And again, we come back to... It's very important that owners' corporations are not just given huge responsibilities. You've got, you know, unskilled volunteers managing medium to large corporations, in essence. They need to have authority to act well and properly in the best interests of their community. Mm. And the ability to choose whether they use that power or not. But when they don't have it, they don't have a choice. And as you say, they're completely disempowered and I have to agree with you and unable to make a decision about how they want to manage their own community. And that's a problem. Yes, it's a huge problem. And it's time we grew up. Yes, that's right. You know, as a country and and as a strata sphere. Yep, definitely. Well, thank you so much for that, Karen. That's all really valuable stuff. And before we wrap up, I want to ask you a personal question. Yes. Have you got any books that you've read lately that have had a big impact on you and why? The book that had the biggest impact on me was actually Business as Unusual by Anita Roddick, the founder of The Body Shop. Anita used her business to do good, to support poor communities and to raise awareness of human rights and environmental issues, as well as create um, cosmetics and shampoos and things like that. Two of my favourite quotes, if you think you're too small to have an impact, you try going to bed with a mosquito in the room. (laughs) I love that. Yes, so the power of one, yes. And the second one that I love is the business of business should not just be about money. It should be about responsibility. It should be about public good, not private greed. So true. Mm, And I think that applies to to stratas as well, strata communities. Definitely. So a lot of work for the sector to do, but it's good to know that it is in good hands, certainly with you and the OCN. So how do listeners find out more about you and the OCN? And is there anything that you want to add before we wrap up? They can go to our website, which is ocn.org.au. There's a host of information there. 
They can certainly join very easily online. They can also come along to our next event. We've got seminars coming up. We've got four meetings a year at which we have expert speakers. We've got a trivia night in May, yes, which should be Yes, I got a call from Alicia this morning telling me all about the trivia night with Jimmy Thompson, which sounds wonderful. I'll, um, I'll put a link to your website and where you're advertising that night in the podcast so that listeners can follow that through and turn up and say hi. Fantastic. Because I think... You know, we can talk about all the challenges of strata living, and there are some, but we also need to celebrate that these are our homes and, and we can turn them into communities quite successfully with not that much effort, just a little bit of, of understanding and, and sharing of how other people have managed things. And a trivia night just seemed a lovely way to sort of do that, to have a bit of fun about strata rather than perhaps doom and gloom. Definitely. I agree with you completely and what a great note to end on. Thank you so much for your time, Karen. It's been lovely talking to you and you've got a lot to offer this sector and I'm sure we'll be chatting again very soon. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to Your Strata Property, the podcast which consistently delivers to property owners reliable and accurate information about their strata property. You can access all the information below this episode via the show notes at www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. You can also ask questions in the comments section, which Amanda will answer in her upcoming episodes. How can Amanda help you today?